Let's be real with Tara. Yes, we are back for a new year, new season, but full of the same passion and truth about every type of relationship, whether it's marriage, dating, family, work, friends, you name it, we are going to cover it. We may laugh a little, we may cry a little, but at the end of the day, we're going to grow and be better for it. Join me weekly. Let's be real. Hello, you are back with Let's Be Real with Tara Spate. And today we're going to end the series on what we weren't told. And if you have not heard the previous four episodes, I I suggest you go back and take a listen. But for today, we're going to wrap up with what we weren't told. And we know this goes for men and women, but it's a particular focus on women. And what didn't our mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers share about relationships, specifically dating and marriage? And we went through, you know, the ride or die chicks, and we went through um, the lack of communication and, you know, just getting into situations and how to get out. But today I had the opportunity to speak with a seasoned woman and discuss how she felt the older generation was different or the same as the younger generation. So before we um, go into uh, that interview, I wanted to spend a moment of your time and just talk about things that, you know, I experienced because we are going to keep it real. Um, I want you to like the episode, subscribe to the channel, to the podcast, and leave comments specifically, you know, what your experiences um, were, what you didn't know going into a relationship or marriage that you wish you would have been told. Now, we talked about how a lot of us go into relationships based on expectations, um, television, social media. But in reality, in reality, relationships we know are hard. But it takes two. But here's the caveat. If one person who doesn't really know what they're doing starts to learn and starts to fulfill their role, and when I say role, I mean it has to be defined between the two of you, but on just a generic, basic level, if you want to be married and you are a female, expect that you're going to clean more than most men. There are some OCD um, OCD men, but for, mo- for the most part, you're going to do most of the cleaning. You're going to pick up things that, you know what, you're like, did you not see the sock you have been walking over for the past three days? You are going to sometimes carry the emotional load. You're going to have to sometimes look towards your girlfriends, your mother, family member for that in-depth conversation that you desire or need. But at the end of the day, if you can build up the, the realization that as a woman, and unless he's a great chef, I may have to learn how to cook if I don't know how. I may have to do a couple of more laundry loads that I never thought I'd have to. I may have to suggest strongly on things that need to be fixed or repaired if I'm not good at that without complaining, without whining, without creating a negative environment for your mate. 
Now, men, you have to understand at a basic level, you are supposed to provide for your family. So don't get married and have no clue or idea how you will provide. And even if she makes more money than you, at least come with a mindset on how to budget, a mindset on how to commingle um, finances. And if you are two people who desire to have one uh, house account, but two individuals, be able to discuss it. And men, share what you're doing, as well as women. Men understand that most women do not know how to fix a lot of things. And if you don't, then agree that you will hire someone to do it. But don't feel like no one can come into your house and do anything and you aren't going to do it either. So there's a lot of compromise. There's much, much, much communication that needs to be had. But at the end of the day, it's a lot of love and affection and patience that is needed. Now, there are, there are some situations where it's it's just not going to work. And I know there are people that says, oh, but Tara, you can get through anything. I'm sorry if you're knocking someone upside the head. If you are killing them emotionally, that person, male or female, needs to break away. And when I say break away, sometimes it doesn't mean divorce because we always go straight to divorce. When someone says you need a break, sometimes it's this is really toxic and I need to make sure that it's worth it. Or, or I can get help or you can get help. So we're going to separate for a bit. You can still keep in touch. Definitely keep in touch if you have kids. But sometimes you have to remove yourself from a situation in order to make that situation better. Don't listen to people who say stay in it no matter what, especially if it means your mental health or your physical health, your emotional health or your spiritual health, especially physical and emotional. Now, let's move on. So then you take our seasoned women. I was speaking to this woman and she said something that I had known, but to hear someone say it who experienced it meant something different. Now, we have a lot of older women, women in my generation, who will look on younger women, 35 and below, and say, you know, you need to be married and why are you shacking up and why are you having all these kids and not desiring to be married or hold these men accountable? And talking to this woman who you'll hear from shortly has been happening for decades. The same women who get on the younger women because they have found either God or security or they've stopped doing whatever and they're now married and have a secure relationship and not that they forgot, but they, they're just trying to put the best of their lives onto the younger generation. So so young ladies and young men, don't get upset with the older guys and, and women. They just want you not to have to deal with the before. So they want you to get to an experience that I have it together, that I'm married, that I'm happy. And sometimes it's not communicated effectively, but I'm sharing right now. They want the best for you. It's not always said correctly, but they want the best for you. So don't shut them out and don't get so upset with them. Just take a moment and, and ask some questions and get them to explain a little further. Because there were mothers out of wedlock back in the day. There were single mothers back in the day. There were trifling men back in the day. 
But because things were limited, resources were limited, women did stick around maybe a lot longer than they should have or would have. Women endured abuse. Women endured being cheated on. Women endured being um, living in a hell, being in a living hell for the sake of the security of having that husband because it might have been some extra finances. It might have been just the security of not being ridiculed because back then having a child out of wedlock, it wasn't the same as it is today. You didn't get the baby showers. You didn't get the, oh, how cute. And oh, it's going to be so special. And oh, let's just go start looking at clothes and this and that. No, you got, let's hide your way. You, we got, how could you do this? Some of them were abused or sent and committed to shotgun weddings. And that just means you're forced to marry the person, even if the conception was a mistake, not that the child, but they didn't, let's just say they shouldn't have did the dick. So we look at the younger ladies and they say, well, you know what? The, the older women weren't open with us. And then we got in relationships that we wish we can get out of, but we went in unknowingly. But the older generation will say, we didn't have social media. We didn't have all these television channels. We didn't have sex education in school. So they're looking at you, young men, young women, and saying, you have so much at your fingertips. You have so, so much in resources and knowledge. Why are you still going through the things they went through with none of that? They were flying blindly because their parents, all they knew is to tell them your belly will swell if you get in a relationship. And it was if you have relations. So they couldn't give you what they didn't have. And it's not to make an excuse. It's just the reality of the situation. So as we move forward, I want us to commit to sharing the realness of relationship. The fact that it's hard, but the fact that it's wonderful. The fact that if you don't take the time before you get married, before you commit and your feelings are, are in the deep end of the water, that you take time and ask questions. What kind of man are you? How do you relate to your mother? What, what are your thoughts on finances? What are your thoughts on raising kids? How do you handle disagreements? How do you communicate your feelings? And that goes the same for women. Because young ladies, if you are a very talkative person and you need communication, and he tells you I'm not really good at communication and I'm okay with that, then walk away. Because guess what? If he really desires to be with you, and you desire to be with them, him, then either he's going to say, well, you know what? I want to learn to communicate better and more often. And you will say, well, I will understand when you don't want to communicate and give you your space. See how that goes? That's what learning is about. It's understanding that when I get to some, get with a man who may not know how to be a husband, that then I have to take my time and maybe set up the resources therapy or, or talking to him and, and showing him or connecting him with other men who are doing okay at it so that he can learn. And in time, he will be better because no one's perfect, but he will be better. If I'm a woman who I didn't get all the ins and outs of womanhood, can that man be patient? And then you connect with women who can give you the ins and outs. We can do this. We can make wonderful, successful relationships. It just takes time and it takes dedication and commitment. And it takes preparation because understand going into something blindly because the sex was good or he looked good or she looked good or, you know what, he was funny and made me laugh. But I know nothing about him beyond that. I didn't take time to research through him or, or friends and family how his family was. 
how they communicated, how they disagreed, what was some of the um, baggage that he had, that he was carrying around. He didn't take time to see what some of the baggage was that I was carrying around. And it doesn't mean I can't get with somebody and we kind of help each other unload. Doesn't mean I'm going to carry his or he's not responsible to carry mine. He's not responsible to unpack mine, nor me him. But if we're willing to do it together, if we take that time to make sure that we are a good fit. Now, people can start off wrong and get it right, but a lot don't. And we don't want you to be that man or that woman who goes through life miserable, but just existing for the sake of I made this choice. Seek help, whether it's myself being a life coach or going to see therapy, but just let someone help you both through it. And also, and finally, we have to be able to be real and we have to be able to let go of unrealistic expectations. We have to be ready to be willing to see somebody for who they are and decide, can I spend the rest of my life with that individual and be honest and, and okay with saying I can't. No one can put you in a heaven or hell and no one should be able to make you feel good or bad based on your, can me when I say, your decisions. It is yours. We shouldn't give up too easily, but we should, we should not stay in something that is killing us just because we're afraid of what someone may say and we're afraid of what media will look like and blah, blah, blah. So there is a lot more to be discussed and we will as the weeks go by. But for today, I want you to join me as we hear from one of those seasoned, young, mature women. Tell us her thoughts on the situation and the topic. Hi, Diane. Thank you for doing this interview and being a part of Let's Be Real podcast. Um, you know, I know it's not always easy to, um, you know, to talk about these things with relationships and how things used to be. But, um, you know, I just wanted to, to thank you for um, just saying yes. So we're going to jump right in. Um and if it's anything that you don't feel comfortable answering, just let me know and that's fine. Okay? Okay. So just being, you know, a more mature woman, we're going to say that. <laughs> just being a more mature woman, what do you think is the difference between your generation and the generation of today? Well, my generation, of course, some of us, we did have kids in a, at an early age. But it was like our responsibility to try and take care of children with our parents' help. But today's generations, they just bring you the kid and leave it. <laughs> they may not never come back. <laughs> so, so women back then, it was you were just known you're going to take care of your kids. You had help, but you were going to take care of your kids. Yes, the okay. father responsibilities sometimes. They may walk out of your life, but you got to understand, this is your child. You got to take care of it. Okay, so you grew up to know you can't always count on that man, but you got to do what you have to do. That's right. Okay, do you think, um, because this is about things, you know, we weren't necessarily told, because we don't really talk about the behind the scenes, so to speak, of relationships. Do you think men were more committed in your generation than they are now? No. It was basically about the same. 
But some men that was out there, they was willing to take care of their children if they married them. But I didn't get married because I had a child at an early age. I didn't get married, so I felt that it was my responsibility regardless of what the man was doing. Mm -hmm. So now do you feel, because we were always told and we were made to believe that, you know, it's, it's, you know, our generation and generation today that, that we as women are just loose and we, you know, are sleeping with these men without commitments, but that your generation, you know, were, had commitment and, and did it the right way. So was that not totally true? No, that wasn't totally true because in my generation, there were a lot of young women that had kids. Wow, without being married. Without being married. Mm. So we we looking at even the younger ones below myself and looking at them like they're crazy. But in essence, this has been happening for a long time. For decades, for decades. Mm -hmm. But the children today, they're basically going out there just having children, having children, having children. Okay. And back in the day, we did have some kind of help. You know, there was welfare out there. Mm-hmm. But now, welfare isn't out there for them no more. So I'm trying to understand why are they still having babies? Oh, okay. So you're talking about how they limited the amount that they give for welfare. So they're having more kids and not getting as much money. Well, from what I understand, I don't really know, mm-hmm. certainty, that they don't give money anymore. They just give the food stamps. I think they give money, but I think... um like my my view, and I think what we want to know is, you're saying they're having more. So was it when you guys might have had a child, it wasn't that I'm just going to go out here and do what I want to do. Do you think it was you had a child because you really didn't have a lot of information, you were naive, or what was the difference back then? I think I was more naive back then because uh, I'll say my mom, she didn't tell us. The only thing she would say you get your belly full. Mm, okay. <laughs> That's the only thing she would say. She didn't, you know, like break it down to us. Right. Okay. So, you know, that is really important because if you didn't really get the information from your mother, mm-hmm. how could you then, you know, and the other women of your era, how could you guys then tell the next generation, like what to prepare for, what they were looking at? Because you really didn't have all that information. No, I didn't, but today in school, they have sex education. Okay, they didn't have it. Back in my days, they didn't have sex education. Okay. So when you met this fine guy and he he just made you smile, what were you thinking? Hey, I just went with the flow, my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my feelings. And then when you got pregnant... Like, what What did your mother say? Was it more of a shame back then? Because right now, you yes, know. Okay. it was very much of a shame, yes. That's why those nine months, I said, Lord, just let me have this baby so I can get out, find a job, and take care of me and my child. Okay. So now where it's celebrated and we have the showers and everybody's buying stuff for the kids and not that we shouldn't, but it's more celebrated now than it was back then. Yes. We didn't have no showers and stuff like that when we were coming up. You know, if you had a friend and they wanted to give you a gift, you know, okay. it was, we accept it. Okay. But today 
they just make a whole big thing of it. I know this is a new life coming into the world, but they like embracing it. Mm-hmm. Right. So back then it was kind of like almost a shame you shouldn't have let yourself get pregnant yes, and not be that's married. That's what it was. It was almost a shame. But like I said, I had my mom and she kept the child while I went to work. Okay. So now, why didn't you get married? Well, unfortunately, the guy that I was dating, he passed away. I think, my no, my child was born in November, and he passed away in February. Wow. Okay. So, with your situation, it wasn't that, you know, he didn't want to marry you, or he just got you pregnant and left. He died. Yes, but he didn't want to work. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so so there were right. men back then who were trifling too. Yes, there was. <laughs> okay. So what could you share with the ladies today, um, you know, about relationships and about jumping really quickly into relationships with men? Like what, looking back now, what do you think you would have taken time to get to know? Well, you know, I think that, if I know what I know now, what I would have done is definitely go to Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. You know, to get birth control. Yeah. Okay. Don't just put yourself out there because, like you said, you don't know what you really want to do in that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. You know, because when you're 18 and 19, you just let your feelings go. That is true. That is true. And I'm glad you said that because a lot of times... Older women will make younger women feel like they did everything right, and the younger, you know, the younger no. ladies wrong for falling into her emotions. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. And today's kids, you know, just like I said, I got I got pregnant at sixteen. Mm-hmm. The kids nowadays, they don't even want to finish school. Now I was pregnant, but I was determined to finish school. Right. So I worked in a day. And I went to school at night. Hmm. So you would say, do you think, even looking back now, do you think it's right that we put so much responsibility on the woman in the relationship to mother kids? Like, shouldn't, shouldn't as, a, as parents, we raise these men to know what their responsibilities are if they get a family? Actually, what I think is that begins at home. It has to be within that man what he's going to do. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. I may be wrong, Mm -hmm. but, you know, if you come from a good home, a man, and, you know, your parents raised you, okay, if something should happen, you're going to marry that woman. You don't have to marry them, but just take your responsibilities. Mm Mm-hmm. So now this is kind of interesting because you come from an era where it's taboo to get pregnant and not be married, but you now say you don't have to be married. What makes you say that now? I say that, no, you really don't have to be married to have a child. Mm-hmm. Now, why do you say that? Because again, you know, from your time, if you wasn't married, they was going to shun you and... Exactly. Simply because, okay... If you're married, you have a child, you, and the marriage don't work out, you get a divorce. If you're a young person, any young person's going to try it again. Mm-hmm. So, okay, now you have a child, and that man may want another child. 
So you got two different baby daddies. Mm. It's a conflict. To me, it's a big conflict. I don't care what nobody say because I've okay. done it already. Having having kids from multiple men? Yes. Okay. So you would say take your time because you don't want to have to be in a relationship that's not going to work, have a child with that man, then go to the next man. Now you have a child with that man and then go to the next man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I think that it's best to take your time, you know, and sort out all your feelings and see really what you want to do before you start you having have kids, kids mm-hmm. or even for that matter, get married. Right, right. So that's what I wanted to look at. So in your experience, you see now looking back that you really need to take time to get to know someone and make sure they line up with where you even think you want to go. We know people change, but where you want to go um, before you think about marrying or having a baby with this person. Yes, I do. Take your time or the time you need. Mm-hmm. Now, why do you say that? Because don't you think people can grow and change? In my opinion, men don't change. Mm. Okay. They don't change. You know, sometimes, like, I've had a friend, and we grew up together. The man has been married twice. Mm-hmm. He still have not changed. Yep. So unless you get that, that counseling or therapy, you're taking those issues from one relationship to the next. You can say that, yes, I'm bringing baggage from one relationship to the next. Mm -hmm. You can say that. You can't help but to do it because, you know, that's a part, that was a part of your life. Right. What you did in life. Right. That is true. Now, we know that um, young ladies and young men today, um, they get depressed and they get very stressed and overwhelmed with life. Um. But, you know, your generation had to overcome, I mean, in my opinion, a lot more because not only did you have have to overcome the aspects of the relationship and kids, but you had segregation and, you know, all the other things that you had to maneuver through. What do you think is the difference in the survival and you guys doing what you needed to do to, you know, to make it and to be happy compared to the young people today? feel that we was much stronger. Okay, why do you say that? Because we knew we had to do what we had to do. These young kids today, no matter what they do, they feel, okay, if I had a child, I'm just using that for an example. Right. I had a child, that one didn't work out, let me get another one and move on. No, no, it can't be like that. You got to take your time. Mm-hmm. before you move on. Okay, so that's the moving on. Why do you think they're not strong? Why do they get overwhelmed or stressed? Does it seem like they, they um it happens easier with them or quicker with them? It happens quicker with them because I find today, the, the kids today, the world is much faster. Even in mm-hmm. the Bible, they said, the children would be wiser but weaker. Mm, okay. Okay. So, do you think it's because we didn't prepare them for what's out there in life? I can't really say that because these kids today have everything they could ever want for if they go out and get it. 
if mm. they go out. They they have to be persistent. They okay. gotta want it. Okay. If they don't want it, they're not gonna go get it. Now that is true. And with your generation, you didn't have computers. You didn't have yeah. all the access to information. It's basically what was told to you or not told to you. Exactly. Okay. And then in school, it wasn't as easy either. No, you had to work for that A, B, or C, or whatever you got. You had mm-hmm. to work for it. Right. Now, were you in a segregated school? No, I wasn't. Uh, when I was in North Carolina, I was in a se- uh, seg- segregated school mm-hmm. from kindergarten until the fourth grade. Oh, okay. Then we moved to New Jersey. Oh, okay. So once you came up north, it was different. Yeah. Okay. And now, do you feel like in relationships that what happens with our seasoned mothers and fathers um, affects our young people? And I'll, I'll give you an example. And just to let my listeners know, you know, you are my cousin. Mm-hmm. So a lot of women in your generation that we look to weren't married. You're absolutely right. So we look at our younger, you know, cousins and nieces, and we want to get on them for just having kids and not being in good relationships. But we didn't have a lot of those examples, you know, of the generation before me. Yes. I can't really blame it on our generations because I will take it back to my grandmother. My grandmother had 12 kids Mm. and she was never married. Wow. But it's what you want out there. It's not what, you know, your parents did. You want to do better than your parents. Right, right. So you looked and said my grandmother held down, you said 12? Yes. 12 kids and not being married. So you felt I should be able to take care of my kids and not complain. You didn't look at that and say this is a generational issue that we need to break. No, I didn't. I didn't even think about it till after I got older. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even think about it till I got older. And I always wondered why she never married. (laughs) Right. So we look at that. um, And do you think we're fair to the younger generation, knowing that um, there was single parents, there were trifling men, (laughs) there was all the things that are now today existed Decades ago. Yes, they hid it. They hid it from us. But, like, when somebody died, they always say, there's another child out there. (laughs) That's when you find out. (laughs) That's when you find out. As, like I said, from what they say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I have an older sister. Okay, you just never met her. But I never met her. Okay. And I know, you know, for me, my dad, I have, I don't know, I think about five or six um, sisters and brothers, that's just from him. Um, so it happened. And I think, how do we, how do we change this narrative? Because we, we see that the kids suffer, right? When, when we don't have stable relationships, no matter how strong we think we are in handling things, the kids suffer. Yes, they do. They, they suffer tremendously. I can't really say how do we handle it. The only thing I could say, if you have uh, a boy or a girl, try to communicate with them as often 
as you can to make mm -hmm. sure that they're doing the right thing at all times. Mm -hmm. And which they're not going to tell you everything, but as a parent, you know, if you see your child looking sad, then you know something is wrong mm -hmm. and try to get whatever it is out of them. Mm -hmm. Now, your final statement to these young people um, what would you say is the one thing you wish you had been told so that you would have had um, a stable relationship? Yeah. I can't really answer that question right now. <laughs> I can't. Well, it's okay. A stable relationship. I, I, I don't know. It takes, in any marriage or any relationships, what I think, it takes work. Mm -hmm. And sometimes... Whatever you're going through, you're not ready to really answer that question or whatever you're dealing with right then. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, they want to pressure it out of you. And when you, you're being pressured out of a answer, then you're going to just give them anything. That's true. You know? That is true. Mm -hmm. You can give them the question and then let them think about it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the only thing I could say to that question. Now, final question. I just thought about this. Um, you've been single, and, and when I say single, not even in a relationship for, for a long time. Do you wish, looking back now, that you would have gotten married? And that you, you know, aside from the person dying, that you would be married today? Well, yes. I wish I hadn't married the person that I did marry. <laughs> Okay, but do you think, do you wish you had a remarried, like, so that you would have that companionship now? No, I don't think I would re remarry ever. I think, no, I, I wouldn't remarry, no. Is it more because you had such a bad re experience with your husband? Yes. Okay. Well, I thank you for being so honest and so candid with us and for being real. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's be real.